0: back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 2, Episode 18, Selfless, Brave, and True. As always, we'll start off with a little synopsis. This time, we've got a little bit of a different uh, flashback situation, which is into August's past. He wakes up in 2011 at 8.15 a.m., which is when Emma restarted time in Storybrooke. And August is turning into wood. He seeks out a magical healer, the dragon, to help him with his ailment, but the literal price of the magic is too high. When he bumps into another patient, Tamara, he steals her money and gets the magic from the dragon. Tamara catches up with him and leaves him to his fate, but it was a trick. Tamara was simply looking for magic and she kills the dragon. Later in New York, we see that Neil and Tamara's meet cute was no accident. In Storybrooke, Mary Margaret discovers a wooden August in the woods who is living with the guilt of what he's done. Wrapping August's second chance into her own hopes, Mary Margaret seeks to help him. But Blue says August must be brave, truthful, and unselfish on his own. Tamara finds August in the woods and offers him the magical cure from the dragon. If he leaves and tells no one about their past. On his way out of town, he discovers that Tamara killed the dragon and he goes back to warn his friends about her. Before he can say anything, August dies. But Blue is able to return him to his boy self. But he doesn't remember his warning. Meanwhile, Greg slash Owen is actually with Tamara. Roger, what did you think of this episode? I don't know.
1: <laughs> there were parts of it that I was really excited about. And was like, oh, this is cool. This is awesome. And there are parts I was just like, this sucks. Like, I, I guess that averages out to just in the middle. But it doesn't feel like just an average episode. Like, i am it's completely ping-ponging back and forth and for I go from super excited to super be done with this. You?
0: Yeah, I agree. Um I feel like I don't usually argue for more episodes in a TV show that has like 22 episodes in a season, but there's way too much plot in this episode. There were like whole plot lines that I just like didn't even talk about during the synopsis, but I enjoyed what I was watching. It just didn't flow very well in an episode. And I really like how they made this story about August actually a story about Mary Margaret. Like, that was very smart. Because she didn't need to be in the episode very much to, to, get, to get at what's going on with her. But also tell us a backstory about August.
1: It's like the Emma and Hansel and Gretel episode. It was about Hansel and Gretel, but it yeah. was really about Emma. I think we even talked about this a little bit. Like, normally we can say there's an A plot, a B plot, maybe a C plot. There's like an E plot level. In yeah. there. like, there's just too much going on. So much. And yeah, this episode could have been two separate episodes and there's probably still enough content to fill both of them. Yeah. I don't know where to start.
0: Well, and with all of that, with our E alphabetical plots, Rumpelstiltskin isn't even in this episode.
1: No, <laughs> not at all. No Rumpel. <laughs>
0: um, but there are some good reveals here. We learned that Tamara is her from, from Greg's phone. Um, and it was really nice to see August's redemption. We've been waiting for that for a while.
1: Yeah, uh, it was something.
0: <laughs>
1: we'll get to that later.
0: Okay, would you like to start in August past or in Storybrooke? Let's go
1: the, so last time I think we called it the storybook of the, uh, Land Without Magic of the Flashback, so I guess we'll do that.
0: Sure, Land Without Magic of the Past, oh, yeah. The
1: past. Now this, as you said, is exactly when Emma arrives in Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. So that is right when time went forward, that's when that happens. Well, it's not when she
0: right when she arrives, it's when she decides to stay.
1: Yeah, like when the whole... It's like whole, the first episode. Basically when Gold hears her name.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting from August's standpoint that he immediately know, knows what's going on, but no one believes him. Though, when he went to the doctor and he stabbed himself in the knee, okay, yeah, that's crazy and call an orderly, but shouldn't someone have been like, where's the blood?
0: I feel like what would have actually happened in that scenario is the doctor would have been all ready to call the psych ward and he would have seen that and he'd be like, this is so weird. All the doctors need to come in here. And then they would have like immediately started to like investigate what was going on.
1: If that were Dr. House, he would have called Wilson for consult and be like, look at this. And he would have just kept stabbing August and be like, look, there's no blood. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, I mean, I I think they still would have thought he was crazy, but they would have investigated.
1: But it's like they say... You're only paranoid if you think people are coming to get you. If there are people actually trying to kill you, it's not paranoia. Yeah, it's true. He's not crazy. I mean, he sounds crazy, but it's logical. Um, And then, I guess, an orderly in a hospital saves the day.
0: I'm not sure if he was an orderly or just, like, I wonder if he, like, works for the dragon and he, like, hangs out in the hospital to, like, pick up people that, like, can't be helped by traditional I don't think you're allowed to hang
1: out in a hospital, though, unless you have a job there.
0: You can sit in the waiting room. Just all the time? I mean, they would think it was weird, but yeah. They
1: would probably at some point. I don't Okay.
0: Like, <laughs> I, 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 this I, is pre-COVID.
1: I think it was weird to sit in the hospital without ever needing something, even pre-COVID. <laughs> uh, yeah. He goes to see the dragon. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, a nice little twist that he runs into tomorrow purely by happenstance, or was that intentional? Which, I
0: think it was... You mean he runs into her outside of the office, the dragon's office? Where the
1: phone falls.
0: Yeah, I think that was happenstance. You sure? Yeah. Because she's
1: manipulating so many events, I, know. I never really it's know. hard to
0: say. I don't know. That's it could have been question. her,
1: because you know, like, she's very good with like, oh, I dropped this thing. But like, I don't know that, I mean, she should have known who he is at this point, doesn't
0: she? Mm, I'm not sure. Maybe. I'm unclear as question. to what
1: she knows.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm also unclear about what the dragon's deal is. He seems, like, omniscient. I don't... Like, he seems to know everything. He knows who Pinocchio he is. He didn't know the range
1: of that taser.
0: He, he did not know the range of that taser. But he knew... He, like, couldn't... He, you couldn't even see the thing that August was wearing around his neck. Like, yeah. And he was like, you have... What about that thing around your neck that I can't see? Oh, it's not that. It's the string that animated you. How? How does he know that? Maybe he has a storybook uh, book. Maybe he does have a storybook. Uh, he also I like unclear shady dealings dragon he's like dealing out magical cures to people for money
1: well but not just money you have to both give him the personal item which i assumed was the cost of magic and actually they missed an opportunity to be like the price of magic Uh that was a you even almost said it and i was like oh yeah the price of magic is literally too high right here
0: that was intentional yeah i know but like (laughs) they
1: should have said that and then on top of that he's like oh yeah by the way i need 10 grand it's like well what do you what do you need 10 grand for can't you just make money
0: yeah can't you just weave straw into gold or something
1: though i I suspect the whole point was that it wasn't about the money it was about the test yeah so uh which is fine like it. okay good lesson though if he can see all those things as you said he's omniscient then shouldn't he have seen through Tamara immediately
0: yeah you'd think so
1: like i'm just it, it's really this is the part that i don't like about this episode it's at some point, they're all very super smart, and they're ten steps ahead, and the other time, they're just dumb. And it's within the same episode within, like, 15 minutes of each other. And I'm like, well, who are these characters? Well, yeah,
0: we don't get enough information about the characters, because they couldn't possibly do that, because there's so much plot in this episode. So much
1: plot in this episode. Uh,
0: I did think it was interesting when the dragon said to August, you know, like, yeah, I can, like, cure the symptoms, but, like, only you can cure yourself. Uh, which is a very... And August is just looking for a quick fix.
1: I feel like he was saying that line at Mary Margaret, even though, like, to the viewer, that was basically a Mary Margaret has to fix herself. I know he was saying it to August, but it was very much about Mary Margaret.
0: Absolutely. Um, And then August and Tamara meet in a bar.
1: Now, that was not accidental.
0: That was definitely not accidental. I mean, no, you'd have to be pretty stupid to carry around that much money and not have it, like, and make it very prominently obvious and not have it be a ploy to try to, try to trick someone. And leave your purse. Like, I can't you just... believe that he fell for that. Of course he's going to fall for that.
1: <laughs> he's a desperate soul. <laughs> desperate souls fall for any trick you want. Uh,
0: he, he also, yeah, he can't avoid temptation when it is waved right in front of his face.
1: He, he does, well, I think he tells uh, Neil in a previous episode, I'm really bad at avoiding temptation. And he was really bad there. What is her goal, though?
0: That's what I... I, Because I don't really know what she wants from him. Like, I understand that she's trying to manipulate him. And I don't know if she was afraid that the dragon would see through the fact that Maybe he
1: did see through her. That actually would make more sense.
0: Mm. So it isn't...
1: Because remember, when when she goes back, he says you lied about cancer. Maybe when they met. He sent her away
0: because mm, he so was like, "I can't help you. You're full
1: of crap." Yeah, and, and then she so, needed
0: to see the magic, and she
1: needed the vial, mm-hmm. and he needed the vial. So I guess that was the whole point.
0: That's a lot of uh, mental leaps that we have to make to figure out this this plot here because they couldn't tell us about it because there wasn't enough time.
1: So while I appreciate the concept of show not tell, sometimes you gotta tell, and sometimes you gotta show more. Yeah, because I shouldn't have to guess this. I should kind of know what happened there, and like maybe show her storming out. Like, okay, you won't give me... And then it would have made more sense, but it was... Yeah.
0: I uh, it, I did think it was interesting, though. It, the fact... Like, what is wrong with August? Like, what actually truly ails him? Taking that money is only going to make it worse. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, this is the dragon from Mulan, is from what I've read.
0: Yeah, from what I've read as well, this is Mushu, which is very different... I mean, yeah. it just is so different. He's not a funny comedian, black man.
1: <laughs> it's also like, racist isn't the right word, but it's a bit stereotypical to make him like a shady trafficker. Of uh-huh. Like, I get it, but like, come on. We man. also They also
0: just like gave us basically no information about the dragon. We know that he's
1: a shady yeah. magic dealer.
0: <laughs> yes. Luckily... He's
1: basically a drug dealer.
0: Yeah. Like, this is is.
1: not particularly the best representation. And, like, I think the character's pretty well done, other than that ending where he... I think it was pretty cool that he, like, kind of flexed, but not smart enough to be like, well, taser range has this far, so maybe just go, like, a foot behind that and do all this cool, like, levitating and then smoke. Now you get tased. And I was like... You're a magic user and a fucking taser took you out.
0: I also was disappointed in that because like when the smoke started, I was like, he's going to turn into a dragon. And then he doesn't. <laughs>
1: Especially when he's called the dragon. Right. I was like, I want to see him be the dragon.
0: It's been a while since we've seen a person turn into a dragon on this show. Yeah.
1: Since probably the end of season one. Right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, but also Mulan was introduced this season. So it's nice that we get another Mulan character. They don't interact, of course. No, but they don't. Yeah. Yeah that uh, that was something
0: the other really stupid thing that occurs in this episode is somehow August gets all the way to the dragon and gets the magic with the money oh yeah <laughs> and then he doesn't drink it like when Tamara finds him and starts chasing him why doesn't he just drink it
1: or or <laughs> the moment the dragon gave it to you go. <laughs> I, I, I blow. I mean, other than just, like, need to advance the plot, there is no logical reason why he would have waited. And if anything, I'm drinking it in front of you to make sure it works. Because if it doesn't work, I want my money back. Yeah. Like, you check your food when you leave a fast food restaurant, but this dude took a magical potion and just walked out and thought he was good, but didn't bother to drink it.
0: Um. This episode did make me a lot more interested in Tamara. Oh, yeah. Uh, the scene with the dragon, when she goes back... Uh, And she, like, goes to pull out the taser. The look on her face, you can tell that she's never, like, attacked someone in this way before. Um, Like, it seems like she's never killed someone before.
1: Well, that's not what I got at all. Oh, that's definitely what I got. What I got was, I've never dealt with something like this before. You can
0: also see the shock on her face when he starts to turn into a dragon. Like, she's clearly never seen magic before. But I feel like it, it makes me wonder what she... Like, clearly she has some sort of, like, she's trying to figure out what magic is. She has that phrase later in Storybrooke when she's talking to August where she's like, oh, I'm quite human. She yeah. seems a little like, y'all are aliens and I'm human.
1: Oh, but, yeah. 100%. But
0: um, I'm not I'm not sure what she's doing or, like, what her goal is or who she's working for, etc.
1: I, I suspect she's probably killed people in her past, but she's never had to kill a magical being. Mm. And like, there's that uncertainty of like, well, what if this doesn't work? Uh-huh. Because, you know, you know, if you tase a human, it's going to work. But like, what if I try to tase this dragon? And he just like sniffs it off and says, cute. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then we hit the very end scene, which is August and Neil talking like right before... He's, go- before August, is going to Storybrooke. So, so basically they're having this like they have the conversation as one.
1: Graham is being killed. It's about that time. Because um, that's the episode right before, isn't it?
0: No, I don't think so. I think it is. August doesn't show up until closer to the end of the season, of season one.
1: I'm pretty sure it was Graham dies, and then I made the joke of we, cannot, we always have to have a stubbly. Mm, I'm pretty okay, sure maybe. it's... Yeah, because okay. I think at the end of the next episode, he arrives into town.
0: Okay. Um and i wanted to talk about this a really long time ago but didn't um so neil says my father is going to remember who he is and come looking for me and i think we had talked about this when august pretends to be balefire and in that episode i think this is why august pretended to be balefire because he was trying to assess rumpelstiltskin's intentions for neil
1: oh i don't believe that at all why? Because August hadn't shown a willingness to do anything for anyone other than himself. He purely wanted Rumpelstiltskin to cure him. I don't think it had anything to do with Neil.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think he realized that he... he August is not good at coming up with plans. No. No, he's not. <laughs> I think he was like, well, I can accomplish two things by doing it this way. This works, and it doesn't work, obviously. but." No.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think his whole plan was that he realized that Rumple Siltskin may not know who he is. That's the other thing, is that so they had an interesting conversation where he goes, Well, if she's there, he's going to wake up. He thought she, he doesn't wake up until the curse is broken. Uh huh. Didn't realize that he wakes up the moment he hears on his name. So yeah. he thought Rumple was still asleep. Yeah, he did. And I think that's why August thought that trick would work. He thought he was manipulating an asleep Rumpelstiltskin, not realizing that mm. Gold was actually awake. Yeah. So I think that's actually what happened, and that's what threw a wrench into his plans, is that, oh, you were mm-hmm. supposed to be asleep, then I can easily manipulate you.
0: Um, And then we also sort of see, so we in, in, in Storybrooke, we get the story of how Neil and Tamara met. And it's exactly as described, except that she did it on purpose.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and she's watching them talk. So I guess at that point she realized Neil must be important to the... Because she she can't hear
0: them. I suspect that she was told to mark Neil.
1: It must have been because that could just be a normal conversation between two random dudes. Like, did she watch every conversation that August had with another human? So, yeah, someone told her that this is important. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I can gather.
0: Agreed. Anything else on... August's past, the the Land Without Magic of the past.
1: I mean, I think it, I, I I like the callback to kind of the beginning of season one. I think that's a good way. I just wish that instead of having an alphabet level amount of plots, that we could have condensed this down a little bit yeah. and maybe spend more time in this and answer the questions that we had. I think it's fun. This was some of the more exciting part of the episode, so I'm done with it, but I did like it. Oh, let's talk about the dragon in tomorrow scene real quick. Why did she said I can't risk anyone else finding you? What what is she trying to kill him for? That was unclear to me as well.
0: She seems to have some sort of like disdain for magic, but it's unclear why or what that means. Magical
1: creatures, maybe. I guess. (laughs) I will say, in the absence of Cora and really absence of Regina being a true villain, Tamara looks like she could be a fantastic top tier villain. Mm -hmm. I don't recall if it plays out that way. But so far, I'm like, oh, she's more interesting to me already than Greg has been for the first, what, six episodes he's been there. It's like, she's good.
0: Well, and to be fair, it wasn't until the last episode that we learned who Greg really was or what on earth he was even doing.
1: Yeah, but I just mean like she's conniving, she's manipulating, uh-huh. she st- steals some scenes where it's like, Greg still kind of seems like a lost little boy. Which, yeah. in fairness, he kind of is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I'm done with that part.
0: Um, well, while we're talking about it, uh, do you want to talk about the, the D plot, the the Greg and Regina's situation?
1: Sure. (laughs) I found it interesting that Regina runs into him and doesn't recognize him. But then later she says she does now remember him because of like the thing on, like, why did that trigger them? Yeah,
0: it's interesting. I mean, she does instantly say you seem familiar to me. Which is fair, yeah. Um. So she she noticed something. I think maybe just after thinking about it and maybe like coming across the thing, she realized who he was. Also, how
1: many strangers have you come across since your time in this land? (laughs)
0: Exactly. Four? (laughs) Could only be so many people. Also thought it was interesting that she's still calling herself the mayor. Did she move back into her office after being asked to leave? Like after. Remember Cora and her moved in. Okay, right. Okay.
1: Which was a question I had because she even said I was leaving. She was packing up and going. They didn't re-elect her, or she just reassumed control. Also, he, she just might be pretending for an outsider anyway, just to flex
0: some power. Sure. Um. And she sort of, I, I, wonder if, if I think the reason that she came to talk to him was not just to thank him. I think she was like trying to get some information out of him. Um. And then he has that horrible line, which sounds like what I always say about Silskin. He has a soft spot for little kids in trouble. Yeah. Doesn't sound right.
1: No, it sounds wrong. Though, at least in his defense, he was the only responsible adult who was like, hey, there's a random kid in the woods with a backpack. Maybe an adult should be involved, especially mm-hmm. when that backpack was filled with dynamite.
0: Yep, that's true.
1: But yeah, no, the line, I just was like, this sounds like Chelsea talking about Rumple." It's horrible sounding.
0: <sighs> and then we get bad liar Regina. Oh, my
1: God. Such a bad lie. Uh,
0: I, I just don't Uh, because he he says you look exactly the same like exactly she says monthly juice cleanse does wonders for the skin i actually (laughs) love
1: how bad that line is because she even like touches her face and says it and i think that was the first time she realized like oh yeah i do look the exact because i think had she thought about that she probably could have just used some magic to age herself it just didn't even occur to her because she always looks like that. Yeah. Um, so that was really funny. And then I think there's like two more times that she tries to lie. And it's just so blatantly bad.
0: But she does threaten him very subtly. Contrary subtly, to what you might think, people can just disappear. That is not a subtle threat.
1: <laughs> that is about as a direct of a threat as you can get without saying I will fucking kill you. Like,
0: I will destroy you. That's
1: the only... Yeah. <laughs> I also, it's interesting to me. She goes to touch him. Like almost like...
0: I thought also thought that was weird.
1: It was it. Was, this had like very evil stepmother energy. It was very uncomfortable, which I guess you know, well done to both of them. What's interesting to me right now is that um, in this scene, we're supposed to, and I feel like as the viewer, Owen is the victim here. Like he was the one who did nothing wrong and got screwed. Regina's the monster. So like, okay, good job of setting that up. But like he's here looking for his father, and Regina was trying to kidnap them, or I don't know what her plot was in Walking the Storybook, but it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right like just stay with me and live here forever crazy lady but then they flip it at the end and we find out that owns with tomorrow so i'm like why did you do all this excellent job of setting him up as like the victim who's just looking for his long-lost father and then have him actually be the villain here like this is confusing to me why why the double back and forth
0: um i mean i think it's a we'd never we don't dive into this enough but it is it is fitting I mean, for a story that's about revenge or evil isn't born, it's made. Yeah. Um, so, like, Regina made him this way.
1: But he doesn't know his father's. Like, he, all he knows is that I hadn't seen my father. And, right. oh, that's the lie that she tells. Well, he just left.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just left and never came to find you.
1: Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's fair. But if... Like, this scene, I don't know that you should portray him nearly so much as, like, just the still good doting son looking for the father if your plan was to be later that he's actually the affair having, like, outsider who's an intruder. Like, it just seems too back and forth too quick. It's very soapy.
0: Yeah. Well, and, I mean, Tamara is her, like, big reveal. Yeah,
1: that's a big reveal. We've
0: been waiting to know who her is since Greg got in that car accident. Yep. Um... And this is, like, a very deep con that they've got going on. Like, Tamara, unclear, like, how involved Greg is in the con itself or, like, whatever it is that they're trying to do. I mean, obviously he's involved, but we don't don't hear them, like, talking about it really other than that she's there and they kiss. Uh, But, God, poor Neil. Like, poor Neil. How did he fall for this?
1: I mean, it's not hard to fall for a beautiful woman.
0: Yes, but he's a con artist. He should know better.
1: You're right. <laughs> Rumble Stiltskin's the dark one. He saw what he wanted to see. Um, yeah, also that re- the scene at the end where they talk about we only have a few minutes reminded me of the Tallahassee scene
0: mm. when they talk about
1: there's only a few minutes before housekeeping. Yeah. Yeah, That the, I, I didn't like that stylistic choice at the end. I would have not put them together romantically. I think that just is dumb. Huh. I, I, I think there's something more interesting about them working together as a plot than doing like this poorly thought-out love square now.
0: I think it makes Tamara seem even more sinister. Because it's not just that she marked Neil. Yeah. They're fucking engaged. Like, what? That is a deep con.
1: I I also, the (laughs) other problem with this, too, is that if you're going to set up, like, Emma being the like jealous outside girlfriend, it doesn't really make sense anymore. Much like I said with the affair plot before, they're like, "Well, we already know Tamara's bad." Like, if you'd have revealed this a few episodes later, then that would have mm-hmm. made sense. But like now, the viewer's is just going to root for Emma because like obviously Tamara's evil. Whereas uh-huh. up until that point, we hadn't seen that, so it's like a bad love square. It's it's like the Archie murder plot. Well, we know he's not dead, so like uh-huh. there's no stakes here. Uh
0: huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I agree with that. Where would you like to go next?
1: Um, I kind of want to stay with Regina. Okay. She doesn't have a lot in this episode. She has that really good moment, I think. She has two big scenes, in my opinion. The scene with uh, Greg slash Owen. And then the quick little get-together with Mary Margaret.
0: If I were you, I'd try the fish special. It's right up your alley. Blackened soul. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Beautiful. Just... When we, at the end of this like whole thing... I could probably name her top 10 lines and have 10 more lines. Like she's just excellent at finding the thing that will cut co- and Mary Margaret is speechless. It's just like
0: <laughs> what I really want to know and I mean, maybe I should go back and rewind and find out is black and soul actually the f- special because I'm just imagining Regina walking in, looking at the board seeing that and be like I really hope Mary Margaret walks in cuz I want to make a joke about this. And then she does. <laughs>
1: you know what's funny? So in welcome to Storybrooke. We kind of saw Regina tormenting um, Mary Margaret. That was like her happiness, right? Tormenting her over David. I think she's getting more pleasure out of tormenting this Snow White Mary Margaret than she ever got from the Asleep one.
0: Uh-huh. Like, this
1: plan, if she'd have kept them awake and she just, like, darkened Snow's heart and got to taunt her about that, would have brought her wit. Because she looks so happy. Like, she has her famous smile, and she's just like, huh, and then leaves. That's it. I drop my mic, hit you with that burn, and I'm out of here. I don't need to kill you. I can just sit here and just torment mm-hmm. you endlessly. Uh, uh, great. Right. I, love, I love this Regina. So she's not fully the evil queen, but she's still really mean and uh-huh. kind of just, like, just hurtful. This Regina is like the Regina I wanted all season. Like, don't have to be a killer, but just kind of be a jackass.
0: Yeah. She's really good at uh, digging in right where it hurts the most.
1: Also, the thing I like about the two, those two, they emote so well. Mm-hmm. Without saying a single word, both of them tell me exactly what's happening in that scene with her smirk. And Mary Margaret's just like, she looks dead inside. She's, I can't believe you said that to me, but it's also true. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great scene for, what, maybe 30 seconds? Yeah um yeah still a terrible liar when it comes to regina i hope that's consistent throughout the entire series <laughs> for a woman who is uh okay at scheming and the evil queen she's the worst liar in the show like her lies aren't convincing it's like a little kid who lies like i got boped on the nose
0: it's boped by a long-toothed monkey roger
1: excuse me that's that's the level of depth her lies have and you're just like what okay uh where do you want to go next? Well, we
0: keep with Mar- stick with Mary Margaret.
1: Okay. This is going to get contentious, I suspect.
0: I I'm surprised that you think that. All right. Um All right, so Mary Margaret's been in bed for a while. Like it seems like a while. Weeks? Maybe. I don't know if it's been weeks. I feel like maybe a week. Okay. Um and Emma and David get in an argument about it at the very beginning of the episode. David's doing Sweet guy David. He's even putting little flowers in her breakfast tray. And Emma is just like done with this. She's like taking a tough love approach.
1: David's being a little bitch. (laughs) And I appreciate that like watching your love suffer must be difficult. But Emma's right here. Like at some point. Oh yeah. You need to get up and get the fuck over this. Mary Margaret is definitely being ridiculous about this. Yeah, I get it. You shouldn't have manipulated Regina to kill her mother. However, you manipulated her to kill the woman that killed her true love. Get the fuck over it.
0: I used Regina to kill her own mother. Yes. (laughs) Painful line.
1: However, I guess I just don't understand this level of care for a woman who took so much from her. Literally, Cora is the reason her mother, father, and I can't remember what her uh, maid's name was. Johanna. All three of them murdered because of Cora.
0: I it's I don't think it's about that at all. Like killing someone is a big deal. Yeah, they killed trolls before.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, they have.
1: They're, in, they're... in combat. Yeah, this, 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 this in battle bullshit. Like killing someone is killing someone. Whether you do it with a sword of a blade or like you shoot him in the head or you poison him, you took a life. Like it's not a huge distinction between we got into a fight and I killed you. And... I think
0: a soldier would disagree.
1: I guess, but I don't know that your heart would disagree. Like,
0: I think it would. I,
1: I will say this: people who like people who are soldiers, from what I've been told, struggle with killing someone. Like, yeah. So, like, whether you do it in battle, or out of battle, that struggle is still going to be there. And they've done it in battle and somehow not struggled with it. So, if you're okay with killing in war, which it is killing, like some people say, war is just a crime.
0: Killing, shooting a gun. At a line of soldiers, or obviously they're not shooting guns, but you know. It's different than holding a gun to someone's head and intentionally pulling the trigger. I mean, I guess. It definitely is. If you
1: and I engage in a duel, is that war or is that...
0: (laughs) Are you you throwing a gauntlet? Ha!
1: I mean, right, like if it's a duel and it's one-on-one, that's me taking a life. Now, I may have had to do it to save somebody else's life, but it's still the act of taking a life. Um, And more so, it's not... I don't mind her being bothered that she manipulated Regina because I think that is the part. I even said that was jacked up. Like, I actually forgot about that. I think Snow should have been the one who puts the heart in Korra and then just do it herself. But it is a little ridiculous that, like, you set up Korra to be the big bad monster. Vanquishing her isn't unreasonable considering that she was just killing indiscriminately now. Like, she killed Johanna for no reason.
0: I know. Korra's mean. (laughs) And
1: and she was heartless. I mean, literally, she was heartless. So it, it seems like a massive overreaction um, but then her solution is like to go out in the woods and shoot some arrows.
0: I think she's just sort of, but, I mean, she got out of bed. So yeah. step one. Sure. Step <laughs>
1: one on the path to recovery.
0: Um, I think she's just trying to, to, you know, think. Does she not have
1: to teach anymore?
0: Apparently she's not going to school. I don't think it's summer. I don't know.
1: Like what, they're jobs, right? Like, uh, he used to work at the vet or pet shelter. Yeah haven't seen that.
0: He's the sheriff now. He's sheriff number two.
1: And then she used to be a teacher.
0: Yeah. Sometimes she still is a teacher. All right. Do you think that like, Henry's class will make a card after when she comes back to work that says, like, we're so glad that you killed Cora yes. to save us all? Yes. <laughs> Sorry you have been sad for one week.
1: I won't dig into this a ton because I'm going to go into it more in the recap. I'm fine with the Heart of Darkness for Snow had it been a longer build-up, but I think this is too sudden to do it. Like, that one action should not have been the thing. It should have been a gradual frustration. Like, it, I actually think the scene with her and Marco is really good, except for it's ridiculous that she apologizes immediately.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, killing someone is the ultimate evil act.
1: Oh no, I agree with that.
0: Okay. I can definitely
1: think of worse things than killing someone.
0: Um...
1: Killing their kid, for example, is worse than killing them.
0: But that's still killing a person.
1: Yeah, but it is far more vile to, like, (laughs) make you watch your child die. Okay. (laughs) I think
0: either way it would darken your heart. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I agree that that scene with Marco is interesting. So glad Marco finally, like, admitted to that situation.
1: Also, why did he admit to it? I didn't understand what the point of admitting that at that point was.
0: I think he, he probably feels bad about it. I mean, we don't know very much about Marco, sure. but he probably carries that around all the time.
1: Huh. Okay.
0: And he he clearly feels really bad. I think the reason he brings it up, actually, is what he says in that scene. Um, I burdened him with a weight no child should have to bear, and I called it love. And
1: we both have said that was ridiculous to put yeah. that weight of it. Because you shouldn't put an expectation on a eight-year-old? Not Seven. Seven-year-old? Like that. Or maybe let's just not put expectations on seven-year-olds at all.
0: Yeah. And and, and I mean, I, I understand, like you have said this before, and Mary Margaret says it in the scene too, like I would have done the same for mm-hmm. my child. But it's it's not that he saved him. It's like this pressure that he put on him to you save traded, everyone. You
1: traded one curse for another. Yeah. Um, I also, very, very Mary Margaret. August, she finds August. She goes into the wood. First off, Mary Margaret. Again. This is back to ridiculous white people nonsense. You're in the woods by yourself, where you have been previously kidnapped by a crazy man in the woods. Going back to hat trick. You hear noise, go to what looks like a rundown trailer, and decide to walk in there by yourself. No, no, no. No, 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 no. (laughs) Second part, it is just August, so he's harmless, we assume, and August doesn't have any ill intent. But then he has a very specific request. Leave me alone. Don't tell anyone I'm here. Very similar to how David was like, don't push it. (laughs) And she probably took just as long to disregard David's request as she did with August. What does she do? Immediately runs to the diner and tells everyone.
0: I mean, she's she's ultimate projecting about the situation with August. I mean, their conversation is so painful to her when he says, you don't have to worry about forgiveness or redemption. You'd never do anything like this. And she's just like, shit. I did that,
1: which is funny because it wasn't even the first time she went to do something like that. I mean, we literally saw in Heart of Darkness she went to murder Regina
0: mm-hmm.
1: and took the shot.
0: And she really, she really wants August to have a second chance and find redemption here, yeah, herself as yeah. well. Um, I, it, yeah, I mean, she instantly just does what he doesn't want her to do.
1: She is so Emma's inability to listen clearly came from her mother.
0: Well, and the, especially because what Mary Margaret asked for was to be left alone in the woods. Yep. And David honored that request. Yep. <laughs> and then she, like, immediately doesn't honor August's request. I'm a little worried. Where did this, like, trailer come from? It's right
1: just in the woods.
0: Like, before the curse was cast?
1: Maybe it was Owen and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I... I... That I could see that like a broken down trailer, somebody could it might be Jefferson's. I don't know.
0: I also think it's really cute that August still calls Marco Papa, even as an adult, calls him Papa.
1: Doesn't uh, Neil call? um, Yeah, he does. Yeah.
0: No, I mean that. Yeah, that kind of
1: makes sense. He's also, I believe, he also talks about how ashamed he is. So that I think that was an interesting character development that August was so ashamed of his failure that he didn't want to face his father anymore. Which is like, maybe... And this is not Marco's fault, this is the Blue Fairy's fault. Like, don't put that condition on him. Like, that's ridiculous.
0: I know. People I, are gonna make mistakes. It's it's interesting, the first few times that I watched this, and maybe still now, it's unclear to me if Blue Blue's power is actually very limited, and, like, she can't perform that magic unless it has some sort of condition if on it. If that were
1: the price of magic, and that would have been explained, then I agree with you. Like, hey, I can only do this, but you have to do this or it will revert. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like she made the choice as opposed to the choice that was made because that's the cost of magic.
0: Yeah. Let's just keep putting these, like, really difficult things on seven-year-old boys. And, like, remember that in the previous episode when we get, like, Pinocchio's backstory and he's, like, messing with the clock and, like, the cricket and he's so scared. Yeah. I didn't mean to do it. Please don't turn me into a puppet. Which is
1: funny because... They, uh, I think Marco at one point had said, we talked about this. Yeah. So he would clearly done it multiple times.
0: It's just, I yeah, it's a lot to put on a little kid. But it is nice to see, uh, because August has done some shitty stuff. Like, as, a yes. per, as an adult. And not just as a kid. Like, as a kid, fine. Like, I understand you were seven years old. You wanted to run yeah. away from the mean foster man. Um, But as an adult, you know, he stole $20,000 <laughs> that Neil stupidly gave him uh he blew it in phuket he stole money from tomorrow how do you pronounce that phuket that's
1: not how i pronounce that that's
0: <laughs> definitely how you pronounce phuket mm, lies <laughs> sure um and he he like accepts when he's talking to mary margaret like I, the, I am the reason that i am like this like i made bad choices and i have to fix it and i don't know how
1: so there are three categories of men in this show men with conviction David Nolan I'm sorry Charming there are the middle which I will call Rumpelstiltskin when he's the dark one and then a bunch of weak-willed men and that is where August falls he is weak
0: he he makes the right choice he does finally make a
1: right choice but he for the most the majority of his life Mm -hmm. he's a failure at this he's weak-willed he gives him the temptation he does the wrong thing he he even like makes bad plans I'm gonna force the dark one at knife point to do my bidding yeah that's a good play
0: yeah, he's not. He's I'm not gonna good steal
1: at from tomorrow. Like it's just he makes the wrong. It's almost yeah. like he's cursed to make the wrong decision.
0: I think there are a few other men of conviction in this show
1: that we've run into so far.
0: Yes, not Ooh. that we've seen their action. Neil is a man of conviction. I don't
1: know Neil enough to put him in the like correct category, but he could be. That's probably the only other one I could think of. Mm. And I give you um, the father from uh, Welcome to Storybrooke. <laughs>
0: Kurt Kurt Kurt
1: sure yeah this List is not a boss. Uh, this is gonna sound funny to you this is not a show that particularly reflects very well on men which I know you don't understand as a woman because most shows have women as like the weak will side characters <laughs> but in this show most of the men suck that's why I like Charming so much he just doesn't suck
0: yeah he's great and, charming, and he's great. an advantage he doesn't just not suck he actually is great yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean literally all you have to be <laughs> is just not sucky and then you win. He's just great as a bonus. Like Rumpel doesn't suck, so he gets to go to second place mm-hmm. because he just doesn't suck, even though he's a jackass sometimes. The rest of them just actively suck.
0: I feel like Rumpel is more
1: more just yeah, like he's,
0: he's like weaving back and forth between the categories.
1: He's he's moving diagonally, always. Yes.
0: Okay. Um
1: Um is how I feel about this entire episode.
0: Well, I have so many notes about so many different interactions that I'm not even sure where to go now.
1: I want to stay with Mary Margaret because I want to talk about Mary Margaret and David.
0: Great. Let's do that. Perfect.
1: I want your thoughts on that conversation with David at the end. Okay.
0: I'm not sure why you think that I'm going... We're going to have a disagreement about this. Sure. Mary Margaret absolutely should have told David about what was going on. She tried to kill herself and didn't tell David. Uh... Always love the little like <laughs> you can't get mad, okay? I promise. Immediately he gets mad.
1: Which I thought was a nice play to don't push it. Yeah. Immediately pushes it.
0: And then he, but then my favorite part is he says, I'm not mad.
1: Which is unreasonable <laughs> after someone told
0: you they went to not kill themselves. Right. But but I love how yeah. he like is mad as he's saying I'm not I'm mad. mad.
1: <laughs> what, what's, what's funny, right? Like you've ever got into an argument with someone who's like, don't get mad. I'm not
0: mad. <laughs> well, you can't tell me that. It's like telling someone to calm down. It doesn't make me calm down. I really love how they play off of each other though. Cause this has happened in the reverse before. Oh yeah. Um, and, and her response very calmly is just, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I also, I mean, the other ridiculous piece of this conversation is that they are having this very serious conversation in their loft that has no walls while Emma and Henry are in the house.
1: I mean, this isn't the dumbest thing they do in public, so it's fine.
0: (laughs) I mean... Henry, listening to your grandma talk about how she tried to have your adopted mother kill her is a little rough.
1: (laughs) Is it more rough than finding out your adopted mother is a mass murderer?
0: No, not more rough than that. (laughs) It's just just piling it on. Well, actually, he actually already
1: knows the evil queen wants to kill Snow. This isn't even new information. This is information that he knows. No, but the the fact that his
0: grandmother wanted to kill herself is pretty rough.
1: I think for Henry, this is like... A log on the fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, nah, whatever. Could be worse. I mean,
1: if they have family dinner, the amount of people that could be like, I've tried to kill you is probably just an <laughs> infinite amount of strings, right? <laughs> Rumple and Regina and, and Charming and Snow. I mean, it's just like, yeah, pretty much everyone here at some point has tried to kill one another. Literally. Other than, I guess, Charming and Snow. That's the only two people who have tried to kill each other there.
0: Uh, what did you think we were going to argue about here?
1: Oh, I really thought. Because... You are very often a Mary Margaret apologist, and I thought you were going to try to defend her actions in this one. No. Like, that's unbelievably terrible. That might be one of the worst things she ever does to David. Like, she was going to just leave him.
0: She didn't even say anything. Nope. She didn't
1: even write a note. She was just going to die. Yeah,
0: no, that's not. She
1: was going that's to abandon, not okay. She was going to abandon Henry. She was going to abandon, like, the thing that she was mad at Emma for when he she took off is literally what she went and did.
0: Well, and it's fine. Like, I think what she does at the beginning of the episode when she's like, I just need to, like, go and, like, be by myself for a minute. Very fine. And it's fine that she, like, isn't ready to, like, talk about her feelings. But it's not fine to leave your house to go have your enemy kill you without saying anything to your husband. Correct.
1: (laughs) But what is wrong with you? It's funny because a lot of things are blamed on the curse. And it's not the curse now. Like no. you just make bad choices.
0: Well, and I think one of the I actually appreciate that scene in the beginning that where she says she needs some time on her own because mm-hmm. I feel like no one on the show ever does that. They they like never say instead of just saying like, I need a minute. I can't talk about this right now, they just like go. <laughs> and then everyone is like, What's going on? And then it like causes all this conflict. And it's like, Yeah, maybe if you just like you don't have to be ready to talk about the thing, but you have to, like, say that you're not ready to talk about the thing. <laughs> Why are you staring at me like that?
1: This is the Belle and Rumple conversation that we had when she was snooping around his house, and I made the point of that it's none of her goddamn business. And you were like, well, if they're going to be leaving, living together, he needs to tell her everything. And I was like, bullshit.
0: Oh, okay, that's interesting, because I think that the way that I'm perceiving this David and Snow situation is the same. David has a right to to know that his wife is, like, trying to kill herself.
1: That involves him.
0: Belle and Rumpel lived together.
1: If Rumpel were going to go sacrifice himself, like, when he's about to die, the first thing he does is call Belle to say goodbye. Uh Uh-huh. That is an appropriate response. Me plotting to go find my son that isn't your son has nothing to do with you.
0: Roger is very aggressively poking a fork at I me am. while he's having this conversation. I'm trying to do
1: the Obama thing, you he's, know, where I like...
0: He's eating the bananas. Eating the banana.
1: <laughs> so, like, yes,
0: if it were something to do with
1: him dying or leaving her, yes, she has a right to know. Bellfire has nothing to do with her. And that's, I guess, my point is that there are some things we should just be allowed to have space. And I think that he grants it appropriately... She does not grant it, usually. Like, Emma wants space. She won't grant it. And Belle does not grant him space, usually. She wants to be all in his business. And your defense was, well, he's a bad guy. It's like, yeah, he does a lot of bad shit. That doesn't mean he doesn't deserve his own space. He does do some <laughs> dumb shit. But that, 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 I want all the relationships to be like David and Char- or David and Mary Margaret. Let's just talk about it. Or I'll give you some space and talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Be adults. Don't go kill yourself.
0: Don't do that. That's
1: not an adult move.
0: It's not an adult move. Okay. I have Um, so much more. I know. Uh, You
1: want to move to Neil and Emma?
0: Sure. That's my. Yep. That sounds great. (laughs) Um, First, before we dive into their situation, uh, Neil reveals that Tamara went into the storage space where they locked Hook up and Hook wasn't there.
1: So if Hook was there, what was going to happen?
0: I know. I I said that in the episode. I was like, aren't they worried about who's going to find Hook? And then he sent her
1: there knowing that he might still be there. What the hell?
0: I mean, I don't know that he... Neil may not have thought about the fact that her stuff was in the storage room. He just invited her to come to Storybrooke.
1: Fair. However, (laughs) hey, by the way, murderous pirate might be in there is a good warning.
0: But then it gets worse because Emma says the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever heard anyone say on this entire TV show. I'm not sure he, Hook, can cause too much more trouble anyway. Why would you think that that's the case? Why would you assume that he wouldn't immediately come back here and try to shoot Belle again or whatever? Yeah,
1: actually, that doesn't make any sense.
0: I mean, <laughs> like, they're just like, ah, oh, he left. He's not going to come back here. Ah, it's fine. I
1: think what she's saying is that the Dark One is at the height of his powers, and if he comes back, he'll be dealt with. But she doesn't say that.
0: But I also don't.
1: <laughs> he can actually, with Bell kind of out of commission, he really can't hurt Rumble now.
0: He could still try to hurt Bell.
1: Yeah, but she's Rumble not... would
0: save her, even if she doesn't remember. But,
1: yes, but like, it's not the same. Like, it's not going to be the same deep cut that it would be if it were truly Bell.
0: Also, they based, especially based on your assessment of Hook. Yeah, obviously, his whole goal is yeah. Rumble still skin, but like. He's crafty. He could do anything. He could just cause any sort of chaos. He's not
1: that crafty. He got whooped by Regina and Korra in like five seconds.
0: He planned that whole thing in that episode that he won about Aurora's heart. And that was very good.
1: Tricking Aurora is like stepping on but a he, bug.
0: He, he, he does he, do a good plot. Yeah. And he got back into Korra's, Korra's good graces. Or did he? Or did he? <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. okay, like this man's a pirate that can use a sword... He sailed a ship from Storybrooke to New York City and found Rumpelstiltskin. Like, I, I feel like he's a threat, and they should pay attention. I mean,
1: really, all you have to do is have Emma punch him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So how much of a threat is he if he can get knocked out by a Belle's Bonds person? In sure, one sure. punch? Yeah, no, it, it is ridiculous that she says that about a murderous pirate. Just leave that line alone. Like, you could have just cut that and been like, that might be a problem, and then just move on. Because, <laughs> yeah, where the hell is the murderous
0: pirate? Who knows? Okay, so then they have this initial conversation where Neil says that Tamara is coming to Storybrooke and Emma sort of freaks out because she's like, Um, what are you going to do when she like sees a werewolf running down the street or any other magic that happens?
1: Yeah, it's funny because I think they're trying to play this as... What she's saying is, I'm looking out for you and her. What I'm really saying is, I don't want you two together so I can be with you. But it doesn't come off very well.
0: I don't. Yeah, I agree.
1: It, it's just weird. It, I, yeah, I mean, all of her points are like valid, but we very clearly know that has nothing to do with why she wants tomorrow to not come here. Yeah. And also, yeah. And his point is like, oh, I didn't think about it. It's like, what the hell do you mean you didn't think about it? Your dad's the dark one.
0: That's like <laughs> the first thought you about spent.
1: This. What, 200 years running or something like that? You can't tell me that's not top of mind or, like, the crazy shit that happens in Storybrooke. I think you just nearly watched your father get murdered by your, by Cora. It's like, what?
0: Well, and then Emma makes, like, a complete 180, which is entirely about her own feelings.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Which, actually, even further evidence of the, like, jealousy situation, because she's telling him to tell her the truth.
1: Yeah. Because,
0: like, she wanted to know the truth. Yeah. And not because she's, like, trying to drive her away or whatever. Like, she's like, well, you can't just, like, lie to her about all of this shit.
1: Because it hurts when you lie to <laughs> yeah. someone. Yeah. That's what she's essentially... She's, she's actually, like, uh, digging at him by, like, yeah, it sucks when you find out on your own that, you know, Pinocchio told you to abandon me. That's really what she's saying, and she's getting at Neil that way. I don't know. I don't... This... I don't like this, Emma. This Emma's not interesting to me. Mm. She comes off as other woman type.
0: Oh, I... I not, agree.
1: but like, not in the sense of, like... Like, you remember how, like, Catherine slash Abigail was just, like, she just felt like the victim, but, like, didn't give her enough character development? Yeah. That's why I feel like Emma. She has character development, but it's, like...
0: But this, not about this. But it's not about this. Mm-hmm. Like, this
1: is just, like, stay out of this. Like, yeah. I'd rather you be doing your own thing.
0: I do love that the thing that convinces Emma not to run off to the station is New York City bagels.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was shocked about that. I, was, I mean...
0: Have you ever had a New York City bagel? No.
1: Are they different than bagels?
0: They're, like, 1,000 times better than bagels from other places. <laughs> Okay. I don't even like bagels, Roger. And New York City bagels are delicious. All right. This is like an actually an ongoing joke in the show. They will make jokes about bagels. A really? Lot. Yes.
1: I never picked that up. Maybe we should start tracking bagel jokes. <laughs> I was not aware New York. I mean, this is like, is this the pizza thing where everyone yes. says their relative pizza is, is the It is like best? the pizza thing. All right. So it's going to taste just like a bagel to me. We'll bring <laughs> me back a bagel if you ever go to you New York. You don't
0: like pizza that much. I don't. Yeah.
1: It's not that important. It's weird. Um. Okay. Then they had this very awkward conversation. So awkward. Where where are they when they're high? they're
0: in um they're at Granny's yeah. in the like bed and breakfast part of Granny's. There's like a sitting room. That's... I don't
1: think I've ever seen that room before. Yeah,
0: they they use it um a lot in season three
1: too. I was saying like prior to in, like of this season, I don't remember seeing that.
0: I, yeah, maybe not. We may have seen it in season one, like, when Emma walks in to reserve her room, like, kind of in the background. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's basically, like, on the first floor. Sure. If you, like, because you can walk through Granny Steiner into the bed and breakfast, like, mm-hmm. through a back hallway. And it's, like, back there on the first floor. Like, anyone can use it. It's an open It's an open city. area.
1: Got it. Um, yeah, so that conversation <clears throat> is just cringe levels of awkward. Like, everyone's kind of silent. No one really has anything to say. Henry asked a question about how they meet, which is kind of like the no one's talking, how's the weather type thing. Yeah. He, which is funny that, like, the 10-year-old knows how to properly interject here. Because how does he have this context to know that conversation? He's 10.
0: I also thought it was really sweet that, like, the look on Henry's face about the story, like, he thinks the story is cute. It is a cute story. It, it is a cute story. But he's, like, he's not he's not being, like, weird about, like, I want my mom and dad to be back together. Well, he's mad at his mom. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs>
1: so it actually makes He's act- looking
0: for a new mommy, Mommy Tamara.
1: A third mommy
0: third mommy yeah oh wow so many mommies so many mommies uh i also love when they're leaving emma says i've got to drop henry off with his grandpa which like if they actually saw who henry if tamara saw who henry's grandpa was how would they explain that
1: one of his grandpas
0: <laughs> one of his grandpas because you can have two you can have two one is easier to explain than the yeah, other yeah
1: rumble makes total sense here like oh that's a grandfather david is like
0: are not you two the same age? He does a monthly juice cleanse. Monthly really juice cleanse.
1: <laughs> Maybe he just like uh, George Clooney. He doesn't really age well, or he doesn't age like Rob Lowe. Like they both mm-hmm. age very well. So it's like, are you twenty-five
0: or fifty-five?
1: I can't tell. I would you yeah. say that he's a Hollywood actor?
0: And then Tamara does some truly excellent emotional manipulation. Very
1: rumple Rumpelstokes- <laughs> Like we didn't have
0: any rumple in this episode,
1: but that was elite level manipulation like she plays him like a fiddle
0: yeah and he just falls for it
1: yeah which is funny that like your dad's the dark one you (laughs) know how this goes and she like turns it on him and bland and it's like Maybe she, I'm not sure if that was true, like, the didn't want to hear the story. And, like, he didn't look like he showed emotion for Emma like that. Like, from, from the interactions that I've noticed, he doesn't seem to particularly have, like, a huge fondness for Emma in the sense that he's pining for her back. Agreed. And so it's weird. Really, I mean, at least visibly. At least not visibly, yeah. So yeah. it's odd that, like, Tamar is able to pull that string and he, like, falls for that. And he's like, no. It's, and he even says it's not like that. And, then, like, it hasn't been like that in years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. It, it's weird.
0: It is. I mean, it is interesting. Based on what we've seen, I agree. I don't I don't see a lot of, like, pining looks or yeah. anything like that. Especially not from him. Um, or really. But we, d- I mean, we do know, and Tamara doesn't know this, but based on his, what he tells August, um... He he got no closure from what happened to Emma. That's fair. Um, so he he loved her. Yep. He had to let her go, yep. and then he didn't get to speak to her again. So, so that's not that's not good closure. It's unresolved. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it, it's it def- been a long
0: time though. I mean, it's been eleven years.
1: Eleven years. They don't look at each other the way like Snow and Charming look no. at each other. We're like Abigail Does anyone? Was like, <laughs> I would say Rumple and Belle look at each other like that when they're happy.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah. Not quite the the electricity between Snow and Charming. It's...
1: I don't know. I've never seen David run like a schoolboy. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's next level.
0: Um, And then Tamara, the thing that Emma was afraid of happens immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Tamara is in Granny's diner and Snow comes in to talk to Marco and Emma about August. And she says shit about like how he's turning to wood. And Tamara instantly overhears it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
1: well, I'm also curious about, like, what is it that they're so freaked out about, about strangers hearing this?
0: They're, like... I, well, okay, I don't think it's just hearing it. Like, hearing it, they might be like, these people are fucking crazy. Alright. When they see it, though. But what are you gonna do? Tell people!
1: And they're gonna do what?
0: Come! And create a theme park, like I Emma says.
1: people usually can't find the town.
0: No, they can now, because the curse is over.
1: Okay. Because, like, Owen, like, flashback Owen couldn't walk back right where they were.
0: Yeah, but the curse was still active. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's... Storybrooke is not invisible, anymore. No hidden anymore. Yeah, like, if you are driving on that road, which seems like a state highway to me, um, you will see the sign that says entering Storybrooke. I feel like with
1: people with magic, though, could deal with that problem. Just gonna go out. I feel like Regina and uh, Rumple could put up some sort of, like, nope, not here anymore. Go it, away. It'll
0: be like in, um... In the in Thor Love and Thunder when they when they go to the the town new
1: Asgardian new
0: Asgard and and there's like it's like a fucking theme park like they have like boat rides and like people come and watch the Asgardians do Asgardian shit. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but th- that's also in a world where people have accepted that's that there are superheroes and oh that's real gods from other realms etc.
1: I mean though like. What happens if you don't accept Thor? He's still bigger, stronger, faster, <laughs> more powerful than you can summon lightning to his hammer and whoop your ass. Like, oh, I don't accept the evil queen. Cool. Either leave her alone or end up in a ditch. Like, people can disappear. It's
0: true. It's true. Um, all right. Wow. I've gotten through some of my notes here. Look at that.
1: I've, I've actually hit surprisingly most of the notes that I need to... The we
0: haven't only... talked about August and... No, we did talk about we August in Tamara's conversation.
1: The one thing I wanted to say is that at the end, unless you have more, I was just going to kind of jump to the end of the episode, like where Tamara meets. So August, like when he makes the correct decision at the end and he comes back, why did, how did she know that he was in the um, police station?
0: <laughs> no fucking idea. She
1: just appeared out of nowhere. Like
0: um, but... she might actually, she might have a tracking thing on her car.
1: Mm, okay. That's fair. It almost made me wonder if she was a witch. Oh, yeah, it, it would be. F- that would be fun. It would have been fascinating. Yeah, it, like if she's someone from, who has a real beef with this. Like she's from a different kingdom, so that would make sense why she's able to do the random stuff she's able to. And maybe she was cast off for her own self. Who knows? Because um, yeah, she appears out of nowhere, again cuts the line and then tases him. He's made of wood.
0: Yeah, that I don't, shouldn't kill him. I don't know.
1: It's wood. Electricity. I mean, I guess you could split it? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because he doesn't... He doesn't die, he just he, gets burned.
0: I guess he probably, maybe he does have a heart? Okay. Just like underwood? I don't know. Uh, he didn't catch up, he should have caught on fire. Should have caught on fire, he should
1: have been burning to death, which is way more dark.
0: Yeah, that would have been really scary.
1: Um, but then, of course, they go at the end, instead of immediately warning them, hey, murderer, he like wastes some of his precious few words saying something to, to his Mar- papa. <laughs> Hey, murderer, Tamara murdered me. That's all you had to say. We've solved the problem here.
0: And Tamara murdered Tamara murdered a magical being called the dragon. We don't start with and that. She, and she has some sort of situation going on.
1: Tamara did it. Three words. All you had to say right to Emma. Instead, he just says she's. Yeah. And then he loses it. He
0: also could have just said tomorrow.
1: Could have just said Tamara. Though saying Tamara wouldn't have necessarily been helpful. And then again, and this is kind of going stepping back think Jennifer Morrison was going for like avenging badass here, but it comes off super flat. I yeah, was, I was that like, was
0: very flat. What the fuck is that bullshit? That was terrible. It won't be in vain. Ugh.
1: It, it felt like uh, that scene with Hook, you know, where she's like, I was picking dead guy of the year, and I was like, you can't do this. <laughs> again, if that was Regina or Mary Margaret or anybody else, I would have been like, oh yeah, they would have absolutely emoted that level of like menace, and that just, again, this Emma is just not, she can't do this. It's not, uh, it's not convincing.
0: This is one of the only mistakes that Tamara makes in the episode. She is so sure that August will do the wrong thing.
1: In fairness, he had done the done the right. She isn't wrong. He just changed the data. Yeah. She he always makes the wrong choice. Just finally, he made the right one.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it's like expecting Rumple to seize power. He's gonna do it.
0: And it was so sad when August is dying, and Mary Margaret says he was supposed to get a second chance. Yeah, he was supposed to get it,
1: but then Blue shows up and is able to save him by turning back the clock.
0: I, I, I'm actually not sure if that is what she intended to have happen. She just, she said something that like this magic might work okay. because, like he did, he did a selfless brave and true thing.
1: But then after she, like, restores him, she literally steps down and goes, do better this time.
0: <laughs> I know, God. She sucks so much.
1: Hey, hey, it didn't work the first time. How about we just remove the condition and let the boy be a boy?
0: Yeah, especially because he's still a little boy. He's uh, not a man. He doesn't have any of his memories. That's not even fair. You've made the same mistake again. <laughs> Although I really wish, so Tamara shows up and she's, like, really freaked out when he won she's watched magic again (laughs) and neil is like oh shit um but she's obviously very freaked out because she's like oh no what if he tells them um i think it would have been way more interesting if obviously he couldn't just like say straight out like it was her but like maybe if he'd like oh i like kind of remember to have tamara having to like would have been very sinister to watch tamara just like plot to kill a seven-year-old cherub-faced boy
1: (laughs) yeah that's dark (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the HBO version of Once Upon a uh-huh. Time that we want. Would
0: love to watch that. Oh, yeah, where
1: Tamara just, like, glares at him and, like, terrifies him. Like, I will kill your father, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, uh... Hmm, that's dark.
0: Very dark. Um, and then one of the last things we get in the episode before David and Mary Margaret have that fight is Emma apologizes to Henry about lying to him. She promises never to lie to him again. And Henry is so smart and understanding. He, I mean, he watched... He watched, a, he watched a situation between a parent and a child that could have not resolved well. And he realizes he doesn't want that to happen to him. I
1: think he should have demanded more. I, I mean... not sure. so much, I think the apology is fine. I think there should have been, like... I think he should have explained in this episode of, like, why it bothered him so much. More than just, like, she always lied to me and, like, why would you do this? Like, I want a real genuine answer, not just I was trying to protect you. Uh-huh. Like, admit some real things here before I forgive you. Yeah. No, that's not who he is, so he's not... Uh, vengeful like that but I think it would have been good for like her because I actually think she emotes in that scene very well Mm -hmm. like that was convincing that she was like please don't push me away was a a very real thing the mother is like I know I jacked I screwed up don't treat me like you've treated Regina I don't want to be on the outside and he forgives her because he's forgiving quicker oddly enough than both she's able to forgive her parents and Mary Margaret's able to forgive herself yeah okay I'm good this episode was weird
0: this episode is weird what's your favorite moment try the fish it's, right it's also up. my favorite moment.
1: Best line of the episode. It's, it's so so good. good. It's and she's so
0: she's so calm. Uh, I she's fully embraced this. Like I'm. I don't need to kill her. Uh-huh. I can just do this all day, every day. That that is almost her true happy ending <laughs> for her. In memory.
1: And the two of them play off each other so well. It's so good. Right. It's
0: almost her true happy ending. She's getting a lot of pleasure out of this situation, <laughs> but she's still alone.
1: Okay, it's a runner-up <laughs> to her true happy ending.
0: Uh, most ridiculous moment for me is also a Regina line. Oh. Monthly juice cleanse does wonders for the skin.
1: That was my second one. Okay. My most ridiculous was literally making the same mistake again and giving Pinocchio a condition to stay a real boy. You messed this up the first time, had a second chance to not do it this way and did it again.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Um, I also have a second one, which is the hook situation. But what could he possibly do? You yeah. know what he could possibly do. No, that's fair. <laughs> that's
1: absolutely fair.
0: Um, I had a, I had a really hard time with a loser of this episode, hmm. and I think I chose one that's unfair.
1: I have an easy time with the losers. Winner, I have two winners, two losers. So, okay, you want to go first?
0: Sure. Um, I. Ch- if you put
1: Rumpelstiltskin, no. I'm deleting this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I chose Neil.
1: He's one of my losers.
0: I feel like it's a little unfair because, like, we don't actually see any of the consequences of the reasons that he's a loser here. But he he's, like, in a weird situation with his baby mama and his son and trying to explain magic to his fiance. And, oh, it turns out his fiance is actually conning him and uh, doing the nasty with Greg slash Owens. (laughs) I
1: think the part that made me a loser here is that we realize that she's not into him. Yeah. And it was just the fact that, like, he actually has feelings for her and she doesn't give a shit about it. Yeah. That's where I think he takes the lawsuit. Even though he hasn't seen the consequences yet. Yeah. We know that it's happened. Uh, The other loser is very clearly Snow White.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Go on.
1: So, A... I think she consistently is projecting this entire episode mm-hmm. on August. And while August does make the right choice, it doesn't make her feel better. Like yes, Pinocchio's redeemed and gets a second chance, but it doesn't really solve her problem, which I think in many ways she was hoping that like she would get an answer to her issue, and she doesn't. She also then has to look David in the face and admit that I was going to abandon you. In a in a way that she would have she was infuriated when Emma wanted to do that. And then it's also the fact that like She is so unhappy and Regina is so happy and there's, she can't do anything about it right now. Like she's basically stuck dealing with a problem that she doesn't know how to solve.
0: Okay. I think that's reasonable. I saw it a little bit differently. I think, I think she did see that August got his second chance. And it's what allowed her to open up to David during their conversation. And you're totally right. There is no solution yeah. um, to this problem. But I think she has at least accepted that she wants to fix it.
1: I think she always wanted to fix it, though. I think the problem is that like she has no idea how you fix this.
0: I think that she won't be going back to to Regina to ask her to kill her, though. I think that she's moved past that.
1: Sure. But in many ways, that was more of a solution than she has now. True. So. That's I, true. Yeah, that's, I think, the problem is that, like, Snow White, she's like, empty the same way that she was empty in Heart of Darkness right now, which, at that point, Charming at least could save her. Uh, he can't save her right now, so. Yeah. You're Luke, a winner?
0: I um, you... I have two. I also winners. have two. Um, I have August. I also have August. It was a little hard to choose him. That scene where he's lying on the ground in Hong Kong, like crying because he lost he's in pain and he lost the magic is really rough to recover from um and you know he just like does a bunch of bad shit in this episode where he steals money from someone someone he thinks has cancer yeah (laughs) (laughs) well Um,
1: i thought it no longer has cancer i thought she told him that he fixed it
0: well she hasn't given him the money yet oh okay (laughs) so
1: he had uh basically he determined he was gonna let tomorrow die
0: yep Um, but he makes the right choice, um, at the end of this episode, it is, he, he's so ashamed of what's going on and he's still willing to like, you know, tell them what's going on so that he can, he can save them from this perceived threat. Um, so I feel like he's, he's a winner in that aspect.
1: August died, right? And then turned back into Pinocchio
0: yeah I guess yeah that's also what that's also what happens to Pinocchio in the Pinocchio episode oh. he dies in the water and then and then he turns into a real boy. got it okay
1: mm-hmm. who's your other winner? Tamara That's also my other winner
0: um I almost didn't choose her because she got very lucky that he did not remember because um, she would have been fucked if he remembered. Because she couldn't have, like, they were all standing together. If he remembered and said, oh, she did this, Mm. um, she wouldn't have been able to stop him before he could say that. (laughs) Uh, But she plots expertly in this episode. And Neil has no fucking idea.
1: No one does. (laughs) I mean, she's, she was so excellent at plotting in this that it makes me wonder if she's playing Owen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Honestly, like
1: I think she is a puppet master. Oh, yeah, that's appropriate for this episode. Just playing and pulling the strings behind the scene because the stuff that she's able to do is almost like she's omnibus. Yeah, omnis. Ugh, I can't say it. But yeah, I mean it's just ridiculous how well and she does get lucky at the end. That's pure luck. Okay. There's no. Also, why didn't she just finish the job?
0: What? Well, yeah, why didn't she just kill August? I-, I this that's the thing. I don't think that she's super comfortable killing people. Maybe. Um, I, because I, I that look on her face before she kills the dragon, like, she wants to do that because she thinks he's, like, a scourge to humans, but I don't, I, killing someone is hard. <laughs> it's so much easier to lock up pirates in storage rooms. It's much easier
1: to turn them into a snail step on them. Too.
0: Yes, that's true, as Rumple says. Yeah. Uh, okay. So next week... We are going to watch season two, episode 19, Lacey. Yeah, buddy! Uh, what are you looking forward to next week? It's a Rumple and Bell episode, but it's not annoying Belle. Mm. It's good
1: Belle. This is the Belle. I never want her to change from this.
0: Oh, I find Lacey to be incredibly annoying.
1: Are you kidding me? Lacey ranks like number two <laughs> on my favorite women in this show. It is Regina and then Lacey. If um, I got a Rumple and Lacey spinoff for like 13 episodes, five stars.
0: But I did write the thing that I'm looking forward to next week as just Rumple still skin. We didn't get any this week, and I want Rumple still skin. Um, I also distinctly remember there being a conversation between Rumple and Regina that I'm very excited about in the next episode.
1: I, I kind of want to see more Rumple and Belle.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, no, I'm sorry, not Rumple, but Rumple and Neil. Yeah. And I'm also, Rumple and Tamar would be interesting to me because. So they went that route with, like, Emma's suspicious. I think it'd be much more interesting of a story if Rumple were the one who's suspicious. But he's more hesitant to say anything because he doesn't want to alienate Belfire. But he's also going to see a con artist much better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. So he's probably going to be the one who's like, you're full of shit. And then she could even be like, but you can't do anything about it. Because if you say something, he's never going to forgive you. Mm-hmm. That would have been an interesting story as opposed to making Emma be the person involved. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's not very soapy.
0: I also really want to know what tomorrow's going to do. Like, oh yeah, what, I'm very. What is tomorrow. her plan? What's happening? What what are her and Greg gonna do? Um, and it seems like they're setting us up. I don't know that I'm looking forward to this, but they're setting us up for Emma doing something bad shit. Um, in the future.
1: I also want to see if the dad's alive.
0: Oh, Kurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like because Bell, we thought was dead, and it turns out like remember that center down below? What if he's just chilling down there? Like, that absolutely seems like the thing Regina would do is just lock him up.
0: (laughs) I'm also excited for more Regina. We haven't gotten much Regina.
1: This Regina is fantastic. Um, The the
0: episode after Lacey is called The Evil Queen. So, Mm. I'm looking forward to that, too. She
1: was always the queen. They just put evil in her name. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Um, Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch Season 2, Episode 19, Lacey.
1: We'll see you next time.